I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So, hello, Gustavo. How are you this morning? I'm good, mate. Thank you for having me. I'm excited for this. Thank you for inviting me in and letting me do the podcast. It's my humble abode. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we'd we'd start off with the most important matter of business. Hit me. Have you heard the new Coldplay album? And if so, what do you think of it? Oh, I actually don't think I've given it a full listen. I loved Orphans when that came out. Good thought job. that was really cool. And Arabesque as well. Was I actually preferred Arabesque. That I was preferred banging. Arabesque. I have watched... Their video live in Jordan, which they played the first half of the album. Was it Sunrise? Aye, Sunrise. And it was really cool. Yeah, because they split it right down the middle, like eight tracks. For it. I need to I need to listen to it, but actually I really liked watching it because I, I really like them. I think they're a great band. Chris Martin gets a lot of stick. I can understand why sometimes when you hear him in interviews <laughs> and stuff. But I quite like it. I think he's quite likeable. I think so. I think people used to say he was a bit of a dick. Apparently, they, everyone, when he was sort of... Yellow and the yellow album and is it yellow parachutes. Uh, for yeah, first album's parachutes. I, d- I don't think people liked him then. Nah, I think people have they've warmed him. Yeah, I mean, I think was it that Matt Healy was speaking about him and he said he'd met him and said he was the nicest man well, that I ever met. He yeah. does sound lovely in interviews. The, 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 he did an interview with BBC Radio One, and he seemed really cool. The animatic one. Yeah, yeah, where he filming himself. Yeah, just yeah. on Facetime. It was great. He's yeah. very very zen. He is. I think that's why people could find him a bit wanky though sometimes. Yeah, people probably aren't happy that they're he's, not. he's at peace with himself, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're just not happy. That's probably true. So what have we been up to today? Has the, what's, what's the average day in the, the life of Gasaro? Well, today I've not done much. I uh, saw Sigrid last night at the Usher Hall. That was, was that? great. Really good show. And I loved her support, either. Uh, and I'm going to go see them in King Tuts in February. They were amazing, actually. Like I'd listened to them before, 
thought, oh, they, they could be cool, but they were way better live. What kind of stuff are they? They reminded me of Oh Wonder. They do harmonies. It's two females and they're doing really nice harmonies. And they had a drummer. And they were playing some tracks, but it was like keys and guitar and drums, basically. I don't know what I would compare it to. Just, they had a few songs which had big, loud endings and really dynamic. I loved that stuff. And yeah. it sounded great in Usher Hall. So I need to go so I see them at Tuts. Usher Hall's a good venue. So good, yeah. And they get some really good gigs. I mean, they had Vampire Weekend, there was it? Oh yeah, a few days back. ago, right? Yeah. Or was it weeks? I think it's maybe about a couple of weeks back. Because I saw, I saw feet at Mash House that night, and then when I was walking home, walked past Usher Hall, and ah. everyone was piling out from it. Yeah, that would have been a cool show. Yeah, I think they played for like two and a half hours as well. Really, jeez, oh, yeah. I like their album. Their their album New was good. good. What else have you listened to since twenty nineteen? Any others that stand out? Noah Gunderson, his album. Why does his name ring a bell? Where is he? Uh, he is from. Now I want to say. Detroit, no, it's not Detroit. It's somewhere in America. Yeah, and he's great. He's he's he, his first stuff was quite country folkish, um. But this new album, it's so dark, and he's got a song in it called Robin Williams, and it, it's it's a brilliant album. I'm loving it. It's got a few. It's really good mix, and the songwriting is incredible as well. So I, I he's probably been my favorite stuff, and I really like Himes' new tunes as well. Yeah. Now I'm in it, and I mean, they're part of the new. Vampire Weekend album as well, aren't they? Yeah, they, yeah, they're or, on that. Or one of, is it one of them or all three of them were on? I think maybe one, one of them. them. Yeah. Um, it's, that's a great, I'm excited for, I imagine they're releasing an album soon, so that'll be cool. What else has come out recently? I'm trying to think, well, well Sam Fender's album dropped. Oh, banging, yeah. Yeah, I've seen him the night, I know. I know, that, was, that did look good. I saw somebody tweet that it was the best gig they'd ever seen. Mmm... <laughs> you didn't tweet it <laughs> nah, he's, he's, good, he's good but he's got one I think a lot of bands when they have one album it's not the same maybe as when they have three albums to make a set out of yeah there's a few songs in there that I think in, I mean I was I saw the 1975 in January I remember saying after that another album and that'll be a proper insane set list but it just feels like it needs a few more cut from it you know what I mean I, I know what you Stronger mean tunes. I felt like that about Sigrid last night yeah. I just played, so I think she maybe played the whole album and it's a really good album some amazing songs in it but a couple points they sounded the same because they were album tracks you know it was, they weren't yeah. a few of them weren't singles I mean you kind of want an album to have quite a cohesive sound but it yeah. maybe doesn't translate quite as well to a live yeah or even if she I don't know if she did play any sort of maybe new stuff if she has any um, which I imagine she does but aye, to just to chuck in maybe a couple of surprises is always nice I like I like when bands do covers. Like Sam Fender, he did a. He ended on Bruce Springsteen. That was his closing song, No Encore, which I liked as well. I, I hate encores. Yeah, that's cool. Them. I saw John Mayer in London a few weeks ago, and he did. His set changes every night, and he's the kind of guy that's got so many albums he can p- yeah. put together a great set list. So his set's been changing every night just because they're so good. They're such a great band, and they must just know all the tunes. But that night when we saw him, it was the second night and he'd played in London and he did Springsteen, the cover actually, he did I'm On Fire, which I never expected because he does a bunch of covers. But I didn't think of Springsteen. No, I didn't think of Springsteen one at all, especially that song. But he, oh, his show was phenomenal. Just like musicianship at its finest. Yeah. You're quite a big Springsteen fan at all. Oh yeah, love Springsteen. Covers. Been listening to him a lot recently. I've never really managed to, get, I, get, I don't know why I've never managed to get into him. It's... You should watch this thing on Netflix. Where has he got a Netflix Yeah, drop? it's called Springsteen on Broadway. He did a show on Broadway for... Is that the one that came out in cinemas? 
like a couple months oh, back. No. Oh no! Well, that was a Western so. one, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's like Western Stars. I don't know what that is. I've not seen that. But this yeah. Broadway thing, he did a show on Broadway for months. I think he sold out like every night, um, in a small theater, and he filmed it, put it on Netflix, and it's amazing. It's him and his guitar or piano, and he's just telling the stories of his music and his life, and it was so cool. It's so cool. I do want to read his autobiography actually because I've mm. seen quite good reports about that. So uh, shame I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think before I came in today. When was the last time I saw you? That's what I was trying to pinpoint. Well, I, we bumped into each other in the street. Oh, yeah. So because we live in the same neck of the woods. Yeah, bumped into you then. But before, then did the interview? Was, was the interview before then? It would, no, the interview was before then. Yeah. Was that the last time before? Yeah, it would have been. So that was, what, was it May we May. had that interview? It, yeah, I think it was May because it was just before I went back home for the summer. But I was thinking as well that I always seem to interview at periods of quite high political tension. Yes. Remember that last time was right before oh God, May yeah, left and I asked the point. Prime Minister question. Now we've got a general election coming up. Are you quite politically aware or do you tend to try and stay out? Uh, I, no, I think I'm trying to become more politically aware. I think you have to be, to be honest. It's quite important for youngsters to be nowadays. Just because it's so important. Yeah. Like, every vote counts. Well, I, I've seen it the other day. It was like 2 million people have... Or no, 3 million people and 2 million other young people have registered to vote like in the last wow. week or something. I think... Uh, you see Storms' post. What, the one slagging off... Uh, so you put a big post up... Is it Michael Gover or Jacob Smog? No, he put a big post up on Instagram and he was talking about he just registered to vote. He was saying that he yeah. needed to count. Apparently, I don't know how true the stat was, um, after he posted that, I think four, I don't know I don't know where the figure came from, but like four, 47,000 people or something registered to vote after. That's good. Yeah. So It's good that he's using his, obviously an influence, he's using his influence to, totally. for change. For the, I know, it's, it's for quite tense, man. I was watching this when you came in, I was watching yeah. a video of Corbyn um, and it's it's it's, uh, it's we're living in pretty crazy times to be honest because we had of course the independence referendum yeah Brexit shite and probably another independence referendum probably yeah it's a bit mental yeah I can't think of another generation that has had three massive kind of I guess one of them is the same choice but three massive choices of that kind of yeah they'll be teaching this st- stuff in schools you know in like 50 years time it's weird. Looking it, back and going, what a shit show that was. <laughs> I mean, I was speaking to someone the other day on the phone and we were kind of comparing that how similar like the times we live in now are to like, the 70s and 80s with Thatcher when she kind of came in. And it's quite depressing Scary, that man. we've kind of gone back to that. And stuff that's happening in Hong Kong and things as well. That yeah. is terrifying. It's a guy on my uni course is from Hong Kong and was going out and Ryan and stuff over there. Wow. Over there? Yeah. I went... No, so he lives here now, but then before he left, he was kind of, man, he was a bit heavy. Yeah. <laughs> you got any lighter topics? <laughs> uh, swap up then. <laughs> also, last time we spoke, you said how you were trying to write a bit more about home and friendship. Yeah. How have you kind of... How is that going? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's going well, actually. I've So for uni, I need to write, uh, my one of my final handings is basically 35 minutes of music. So I'm writing all the time at the moment. And the stuff I'm writing is very different to the stuff I'm even like, even the single I'm releasing tonight. It's even so different than that. It's a bit more country, very acoustic-y. Um, but I think, yeah, I think I am writing a bit more about home and friendship. What's the one you've got coming out tonight? It's about? called The Usual. And it is about friendship. 
and like parties. And so treated them. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I've nailed it. Is it. Are these ones that are coming out? They still part of like an upcoming EP, or are you just doing uh, singles? I, don't know. I think probably just singles. To be honest, I had a grand idea to do an EP, but uh, as usual, it's just sort of fallen down it's by the wayside. It's difficult to do an EP now, though. Like you kind of have, if it, even if you're doing an EP, you kind of have to release it track by track. Yeah, or at least have three singles and then put another two on the EP, and the stuff. Yeah, the stuff I've been writing recently is it just wouldn't fit with the songs either. No, like but when you, you they wouldn't like gel. No, even the song tonight is like the usual. And for example, sitting beside when you love someone, like a Elton John inspired, but you know, cheesy pop song, unusual, which is a bit more, I dare to say, it, alternative. <laughs> it's got it's, a bit of nineteen seventy five about it. Yeah, vocal wise, totally. The vocals in the, um, I try to put, and the drums sound quite muddier and darker as well, but. Uh, I just think if I wanted to release a body of work, I want it to be, as you said, cohesive. And kind of, you need a bit, to be a little bit eclectic as well as nice. But you need those elements to uh-huh. kind of tie your sound together, but it's also fun to kind of experiment. Yeah, totally. I think it's, it's interesting, like reading reviews of albums, it's kind of hard to tell what makes an album now. And does it have to be 12 songs or 10 songs that are of the same genre, so to speak? I like the idea that it could it could be ten songs, of just your your work a bunch of people and I write in all sort of different styles and because I listen to that stuff and I like to you you, you regurgitate what you you listen to, um, but then you often read that that will get slagged in a review or something if stuff comes out and it's like that song does not fit on the album or it's, you know it's it's interesting there's to, a knack to it I think. You, it can Aye. work both ways but if you look at someone again like I mentioned the 1975 they've made a career out of having other than the first mm, actually probably the, th- the third album they put out like there's so many different yeah genres they're kind of playing with on that but at the same time they still have those elements that tie was that the last one they released Brief Inquiry yeah Brief Inquiry I mean even the other two have got quite a lot of different kind of things on them yeah first but, one maybe not so much but second and third second one was great um, the second one's probably the best one I really like that and I think they're, I think they're, I think they're a great band. They get a lot of stick, um, but Matt Healy's a, he's they're doing something different, you know. That and you, I, I think Jinky's maybe a bit like the Chris Martin thing though. Mm, probably that's yeah. why people seem to. He's quite fighting for the yeah. He's, I think he's well intentioned, but he sometimes comes out with things in interviews. That, I, I know what was that thing he got bent a stick at a festival. What did he say? Oh, something about guitar bands, probably. Yeah, guitar music is dead or something. <laughs> Probably screamed it on stage at the crowd. Yeah, I think so. As he got out his guitar and then played sex for the, for the <laughs> crowd. <laughs> the most guitar driven song in the world. Yeah, probably. I think you're right, actually. There's a video of it on YouTube somewhere. But yeah. yeah. Well, you mentioned uh, the last single, which was quite Elton John. Uh-huh. Big Elton John fan? Or? Yeah, totally. I And I think I've, I maybe said this in the interview, when, which we did. I wrote that after I'd just done an ABBA tribute act and sort of put a band I together. I don't think you did speak about this before. No, no. <laughs> probably, probably a conscious, de- <laughs> conscious decision. Um, it was part of Glasgow Uni, they put on some fun nights and we put together an ABBA tribute act band and plays, basically played an hour worth of ABBA music. It was great fun, it's totally mental because um, everyone is hammered and everybody loves ABBA. Who doesn't love ABBA? Exactly, and we're doing it again actually uh, in, in a few weeks at one of the other events. It's great fun, but I love, I just, it's so cheesy, and I think, and, and catchy, and I wanted to just write a song that, you, you like, kind of replicates that feeling. Yeah. Um, 
quite piano driven as well. Piano driven, yeah. I mean, I, I think having that sort of bass line at the start, it's Waterloo inspired that. Um, I think it has to be piano, that chorus on the piano. It's just good fun. It's good fun. But then I think the stuff I'm doing more recently is nothing like that. Nah, well, I mean, the one you just. Well, I mean, by the time this comes out, it'll be out, but the one you just played me that's coming out tonight. Yes, at midnight. Yeah. Uh-huh. Why do you put it out on a Wednesday? That's a bit different to what I don't know. Do. I know, I just want to try something different. I usually would have put it out on Friday. I guess no one else is putting out music on a like a Wednesday going into Thursday. Yeah, so well, I thought if I can... I don't know, because everything's out on Friday. Yeah. It's a lot of music on a Friday, and which is great, which is really fun. But, but your stuff can kind of get lost in oh, the... Oh, totally, man. I mean, I'm not even... You know, you, I can't compete with like the new Music Friday playlist or anything anyway, but... It'd be nice if I could try and get in a day early. Yeah. And some people could hear it going into the weekend. And then it sticks and then it's they're listening to it. Hopefully. Let's yeah. not speak too soon. <laughs> Might be a massive flop. <laughs> Have you um speaking of not a massive flop, but didn't do too well at the box. Obviously we've seen Rocket Man coming back. Yeah, I did. What'd you make of that? I loved it. It's so good. I'm a big musical theatre fan and I think that film nailed that, that vibe in essence. Because um, I comparing it to I think you could compare it to something like Bohemian Rhapsody in the style that it's a biopic and I much preferred Rocketman I'm not a fan of Human Rhapsody I feel like Rocketman took the idea of a musical and did something completely different mm-hmm. and not only that the songs felt like they belonged in the story yeah. it didn't feel like they came out of nowhere it felt very although it was you know over the top and stuff it did still feel quite natural when the musical numbers came in oh it's brilliant it's so, so fun like uh, Saturday Night's Alright for Fighting when he's growing up it's amazing it's so yeah. it's just I loved it and Taron Egerton is, he was class he nailed that. He got totally that spot man. on. Uh, that was a good film. What else is coming out with? By, was Harry Styles not up for Elvis? And he, he's not got it, did he? Someone, no, they put like quite an unknown guy. Yeah. He was in, did you see the new Tarantino film? Yes. Was he, in that? He played, you know, the when they go to the ranch? Yeah. He played like the big kind of buff guy that comes back oh. on the horse to try and beat Brad Pitt up before he All right. risk it. And that he gets guy who's playing Elvis. No, he doesn't get battered. He's coming back on the horse to beat up Brad Pitt. And then when he pulls Someone in. Someone else gets battered. Brad, yeah, he comes back to beat up Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah, because Brad Pitt has beat someone else. That's up it. And then he, Brad Pitt takes great it. Great So he's that guy. Yeah. Oh, cool. It's a very good film as well. But there's didn't... one. There's a Boy George one coming out as well. Is really? I don't know who's playing Boy George. I don't think anyone's been cast yet. Who do you get to play Boy George? That's cool. Who who plays? Who could you get? Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> she was getting in trouble for that again the other day. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's someone else like Matty Haley who just says stuff and just sh- shouldn't do interviews I know it's funny I love all the memes on Twitter and stuff and it's she's getting cast for like every part under the sun she's Wait. up for an Oscar again though she's not or wow. in the race for didn't know she's that. got a new film coming out Marriage Story cool one of my film, favourite films you're clued up on your films I do study film yeah, and TV that so. would make sense <laughs> you'd have to be by default So we were speaking about the other EP. The, the other, yeah. We were speaking about the hypothetical EP that is possibly... Nah, I think that's... I don't that's know what's going on You recorded an EP when you were 15, though, which I wanted to ask about. Oh, yeah, my first one. How was... I mean, writing and recording an EP at 15 is... That's quite a, a statement, being that young and, and putting something <laughs> doesn't out. doesn't sound like it. <laughs> is that's it why on, it's removed. Is it, oh, no, is it off Spotify? It's, on, it's off Spotify enough. Just because I think... I was really happy with the songs at the time. 
Um, and I'd done it myself or recorded it myself, which you can really tell. I can't sort of leave it up there. I don't think it's fair to sort of what I'm doing now. I think it's just so, because what I'm doing now is so different. Um, and it's it's much simpler writing. I mean, it would be if I was 15, you know? It's like the, some of this, it's like the four first songs I ever wrote. Yeah. But it's on SoundCloud. I've left it up there for people to laugh at. Um, what what is it? If it's, you mean you say it's like simpler songwriting, but what kind of style is it? It's what kind of style is it? It's just pop. I mean, I think most of it's all on like acoustic guitars, and I don't think there's a single piano song on it. Oh no, there's one piano song. Just pop ballady things. Yeah. But um, one of the weirdly one of the songs in it, which never. I mean, I just released the EP. I didn't release singles or anything from it. One of the songs in it is like second most highest earning songs on PRS and I don't yeah and I have no idea why because it's rubbish and I don't and it's I don't play it I never play it live what's the deal with PRS at the moment because everyone seems to be giving it quite a lot of stick from what like is it quite an outdated really? system or oh I think it's great people have I, for a few I mean, musicians see, if you're a musician that's not sort of on it and like logging gigs you're a fool because yeah it's the way you make money yeah um, and it might not be amazing money but it's like better than nothing I've I've I love it. I think it's a it's it's so good. And it's I once you're signed up, really easy to use as well. So how it's so what you go on and log a gig and they give you Yeah. Cash back for They'll give you the money depending on sort of size of the venue, how many people were there. Where's that money coming from? From licenses. So like venues will uh, pay a license. I, yeah. And shops. Anywhere that plays music has to pay a PRS license. And then it gets and then it gets divvied up. Um and it sort of depends it's quite confusing, I think. If I'm right in thinking, it's basically a massive pot, which kind of gets divvied up. Depending on what kind of size of... It's Aye, depending on just what's happening, I think, in that year. So I get... Well, my statements say that my songs are played on like cruise ships. Which isn't, really? Well, isn't necessarily the case. I think sometimes it can be, but that's just because a percentage of royalties given out that year are from cruise ships. It's quite confusing, man. You don't, Matt, it, There'll be someone listening to this going, he's not got a fucking clue what he's talking about. <laughs> and you, they would be right. <laughs> you know, all your songs could be getting played on cruise ships. I was in uh, Bilbao over in Spain nice. in the summer for a, a music festival. We were, uh, where, where we were set up in the campsite was next to these two guys who we got chatting to from Gibraltar. And they asked, oh no, where are you from? And I was like, oh, Scotland. So they said, oh, we've got, you know, we like Scottish music. Started playing stuff, you know, the usual kind of Franz Ferdinand Biffy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they put on Fovs. That's cool. And played, I just found that insane that someone from Gibraltar is listening to a band from Glasgow. That's amazing. That are up and, I guess that's one of the wonders of Spotify, isn't it? Logan's yeah, totally. Logan's a fair totally. bit of kicking before Spotify, that could never have happened. Like, your music would have never gotten yeah. into the hands of an up-and-coming artist from someone so easy outside the globe. So easy to do now. Um, things like, I found I got a lot of plays when I released a couple of singles a few years ago from... Uh, what's the play? Is it Discover Weekly or yeah, Discover yeah, Weekly? You get under, yeah, man, if you can get a song on that, it's great because it's so many people get it, and if it's a similar style, um, that what they're doing is so good, uh, but it's also really hard to sort of break because things like New Music Friday are great to get on, but we don't get on. Yeah, and you think you need help to get on it as well. Um, a lot of folks say don't, but I think it. Well, it's kind of. I think when it, Spotify first started off it maybe wasn't but I feel like it is now starting to shift the same with what radios used to be where labels and stuff will get their bands yeah, on it you need, la- need a label need a plugger uh, and those things cost money and of course if you're a small band that's 
That's pretty hard. <laughs> it's kind of just brought back the importance of being signed in that stuff. That's a Aye. Thing. Yeah, and and doesn't matter to a major or indie. I mean, indie labels are killing it at the moment, you know, but it does help. I've been thinking about that a lot, like management and stuff. I'm not managed, but it would definitely help. Yeah, I mean... Just for knowing people. It's just about opening doors, isn't it? Totally, man. Absolutely. As they say, it's about who you know. Who you know. what you know. Exactly. It'll it'll always be a business run on that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, everyone's got to make money, you know? Yeah. So take it back to that EP you did when you were 15. Was Uh it just in your bedroom? Uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just my bedroom. Uh, Just the, like, uh, Pro Tools or... Man, I don't think I even knew what Pro Tools was. (laughs) It would have been... It was actually Reason. Don't know what Reason. Reason by Propellerhead, which is a really cool... Daw, but I don't use it anymore. Um, yeah, that was a. I think that was just the first Daw I learned on, so I used that, and now I'm on Logic. So it was Logic, because obviously you were speaking earlier about how you demo stuff. Yeah. And you recorded the last one. Yourself. Yeah. How, you know, so is that just Logic? You'd sit and do that in your bedroom again? Just, yeah, same everything? thing. And then I would maybe take stuff, if I wanted harmonies from a friend or something, I'd take my gear just to them. Because again, it's like you're set up here, it's portable, and it's so handy. It is nice having a portable Yeah. Setup. It's brilliant, and if you get a good mic and a good like preamp, you can. You're sorted. Yeah, you are really. Uh, like all the vocals I did here, didn't do the drums and bass. Those were done in a wee studio uh, down in Leith Sonic Lodge, which is great, and um, it just makes it so much handier and cheaper. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking. I don't know if I was to do an album or something. I would love to get funding and go into a studio and do it, just to have that space and that sort of professionalism yeah I mean you just kind of need to like build up Tom Maguire they crowdfunded their album so it's just about building that fan base for hard yeah. work and then you want people to go in and do it yeah. hear it as well that's obviously showing that people want to hear want I to mean, hear their yeah. album you know I mean I think they actually I don't want to speculate on how much they raise because I'll get it wrong but that's a, a really well produced mm-hmm. sounding out oh, the banging. production on that album just there's so much just stuff there that is unexpected and just works so well Aye, and it's they're killing really it well done. they're absolutely killing it very good i was very lucky to get him on the podcast and have a chat with him i'm gonna listen to that straight <laughs> after this podcast <laughs> so when you obviously made that ap at 15 you yeah. never wanted to start studying popular music uh-huh how has that kind of shifted the way you look at music and so interpret it? yeah so i would have gone in the uni what, three years after that ep i think and then in the meantime i, I did another ep before just before I went into is that the year yeah just before is I went to that the one with the artwork uh-huh. so we're, we're sitting in Gus's kitchen up on the wall there's a a lovely painting of the it's very vain <laughs> it's a great it's, I mean I didn't it's a nice piece it's of art though. to be fair yeah. Freya Doran very cool artist um, and it's just I remember looking at it and like summed up the the title track on the EP just all the sort of looks like political unrest in the photo and just war and it's just quite like, powerful, yeah. Yeah, it's totally. It cool. feels quite depressing, like something that has become more prominent uh-huh. in the couple of years since the EP came out as well. Yeah, I know. Um, but but I'll get political again. I know, Christ, <laughs> music. That's all we talk about. I but I loved that. I I did that EP myself again, which it, it was way better than the first in production sense. But to be honest, I wish I'd gone to the studio because the songs I really liked the songs, and I still think some of them are like the best ones I've written. Yeah. But I just couldn't afford it at the time. But yeah, it's, it's so I did that EP and then I went and studied popular music at Napier. I'm in my fourth year now. I've got a few months left, which has been great. I've really liked it. Uh, it's been a cool course. The lecturers are brilliant. Uh, some really, really cool p- 
people on it as well and get to work with them it's just great like is that where you've met quite a lot of your collaborators and stuff yeah yeah definitely and a lot of you get inspiration from your peers as well like i'm doing composition and i think i was i was in a class of in first year i was in a class like five was tiny class and now it's about 11 odd when you sit around and play each other music and give feedback it's just so collaborative and educational but in a really positive sense i love it um it's a great space to to learn and work in um and I, I, it doesn't work for everybody you know it's uni's not for everyone and no. i didn't think it would be for me either to us like i'm not academic at all but the, it's it's the, the meeting people and working with people that's what i found the course to be really good for yeah networking and that kind of networking i've got a bunch of gigs from it I st- like i wouldn't be in a i'm in a wind band at the weekends and i wouldn't be in that if it you know, if I hadn't gone to uni, because that's where they came around to different folk, and you know, I've been doing that for like two years now, fully booked. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah, like every Saturday, pretty much from March till October. It's great. I must be able to just to refine skills and just. Yeah, exactly, sharp, yeah. and it's great fun. You know, to if you're if it's a good if it's a good win, if you get a good crowd, and um, and you get paid for you get paid proper money for playing. It's music. good, yeah. The, the, I mean, for what one night a week, it's nice. I mean, it's it's tough work. Because it's, it's long hours and it's late. How long are you typically going for when you're playing We'll go for eight till midnight, which is okay. But I mean, if it's, see if we're up in, we were, like, we've been up to Mull and Wick. We had a great one in Mull. We just went up, drove, so leave at like nine. So it's a full yeah. day, full two days really. Went up there. Uh, it was in the, the, the village church and the bar was basically like bought in. So it was just stuff from like Scotland, you know, cans of tenants and things, yeah. bottles of wine. And at the end of the night, it was a great fun night. We had a and b down the road or whatever. Yeah. And at the end of the night, we asked the the boy at the bar, just like, could we buy a sort of, a, you know, whatever. I think they had 24 pack of tenants or whatever. Um, and we just went back to the hotel and just like sat in the foyer and drank them. It was because I'm with some of the guests from the wind because they're all yeah. staying there. It's just lovely. That's like really fun. A nice atmosphere. Really nice, nice atmosphere. Experience. And then the drive back is always a bit, it's always long and you just want to get home and uncomfortable. But... It's a really fun job, and if and it's a good way to make money playing music as well. I do want to speak about it. Scottish singer songwriter award that yeah. you made it to the final for. I did, yeah, yeah. How? I mean, to start, what actually is that award to start off with? What's so, that competition or process? Or? The BBC announced BBC Radio Scotland announced it. I think in May or April. Unless Capaldi announced it, he said he was on his key sessions. He said this is happening. So was this the first year of it? First year, yeah. Oh, nice. Hopefully not the last as well. Because it was great. They had, it was a really, really good thing. It looked uh, like a packed out ceremony as well. Oh, it's amazing, man. So, yeah, we, I I applied back in May and I totally forgotten when I got the call in August to say I was in the top 10. <laughs> um, and there was some really cool musicians in the top 10. All of them were brilliant. And a really eclectic mix as well. So different. There was like electronic music, rock, country, folk. It was just awesome. Um, and then it was a public folk to the top four which I'm never a fan of public votes I don't it becomes a popularity contest it does that's I, what I don't understand about the Samas you know Scottish mm-hmm. Music Awards yeah because they're nominated by you know people within the music industry to get asked to do it but then for the actual winner it goes to a public vote which seems to me like right, it's I the know. biggest band wins you know I was in the I was in the Samas with um, Siobhan Wilson yeah Callum Beatty I'm now doing like a bunch of session work. He with. just played in Mash House, did you? Yeah. Did you support, you support that guy, did you? I support him. And I'm like, his kids playing now sometimes as well. Oh, right. So it's like, nice. Yeah, it all comes around. But, so Schwamm Rosen, Callum B, 
and Lewis Capaldi. Lewis Capaldi won it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, of course he did. Yeah, that was like I, when remember, was... I remember looking back like past winners from the last few years. I saw a look at that photo and like, oh, that was that was nice. That was a nice night to be in. <laughs> See my face beside Heze. How was he then? Was he? He wasn't there. He wasn't there. No, no I think it was in the states or something. Um, he was like that was him about to when pop, did, you know? Yeah. I was speaking to someone about it recently. When did he first start to like? Kick off because I remember him doing Barra's last December, yeah, November, and then he's doing Usher Hall in a couple of weeks, isn't he? Yeah, but it, it still it feels still feels very quick. It was so quick. I think it's a fascinating like look at how much the industry's changed, and, and and I think it says quite a lot about 2019 as well. Yeah, in the sense that it's someone who, although has a very powerful voice and an insanely good talented songwriting singer basically made it through posting videos on Instagram that people related to and found I know hilarious. I, when he released his album I remember reading reviews and like some of the first few lines were internet sensation or social media star I said but he's a, I thought he was a singer songwriter it's yeah it's very interesting to see that a musician now mm. is so much more than just the music yeah it's you've or it can you've be. got to be a personality be. really almost yeah like he could have his own TV show you know he could have he'll he probably he won't. will undoubtedly end up getting twenty twenty. It'll be something in the works, I'm sure. A Netflix special, six parts. <laughs> You've called it. You've called it. He's boy. He's broke America now as well. When did that kind of came? That's, that feels more recent. That was about he, a month ago, I think, because he'd been number one for like three. I don't know if he's still number one. I feel like it was over. Somebody kind of started to hit it over there. It's amazing. It's it's amazing, and it's he's it's like a great. It's great for Scotland as well. Yeah, it Puts highlights it, a lot of the the talent. That's it does, and it and it shows that. Especially if he's got like sport bands. I think it's this moment. No, the snuts are sporting Jerry Cinema, aren't they? Hey, he, had, he had the snuts support him, didn't he? I think he I did. I'm sure he I did. I know Luke Lavolpe supported him, who I'm quite a big fan of. All Who? Stuff. Luke Lavolpe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good. Yeah, he is cool. Um, He's got kind of a, it's almost like a Sinatra kind of inflected. Nice, love that. Vocal type thing going on, which is. And it's cool that if, you know, Kapadi's having these guys and putting, like, yeah, we stuck in the on that. the Prince's yeah, Street so, Garden yeah. as well. It's great. I mean, it's what you need, someone kind of... And he's able to do that now with this platform. And rightly so, because there's a lot of good music in Scotland. It is mental at the moment. Yeah, it it's is. I feel like more so than ever, it's... That it's just really... There's a lot happening. Lots happening. I'm interested to see, like, band-wise, I'm trying to think who's kind of broken out recently. It doesn't feel like a band has quite hit yet. It's more been kind of... Jerry Cinnamon set obviously Capaldi's hit. Oh, Snuts are probably gonna hit within the next couple yeah, of years. They're, doing they're massive amazing. here, but like I feel like as in terms of being a band that'll play, you know, two thousand cat venues up and down the Aye. country. Fingers crossed, I really like them. Jerry, the Jerry Cinnamon thing like the Hamden, that's just insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane. I couldn't believe that. Four hours. Well, no, actually I could, but I yeah. Again, um, it's great. I mean it's not my style of music at all. Way, it's, uh, <laughs> Jerry Jerry Cinnamon's Jerry Cinnamon, he's going to do he what he's going to do. But, but from a, same sort of Capaldi, from a homegrown, um, and he's really homegrown, he's, he proper started on his own. Did you see the video of him the other night? Oh, was Chasing it? the guy that took the ball. <laughs> on. God, that's just, yeah. that, I saw that. Dave Reed set up a Facebook event. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that too. And he was like, I can't believe how much response this has got. I remember seeing that, I was like, the fifth response or something, and I thought, this is going to, this is the type of thing that will just hit. It's really yeah. funny. Yeah. But amazing. Again, he's putting, he's putting snuts and DMAs on. Yeah, I'm a big fan of DMAs. Saw them at Liam Gallagher a few weeks back. Just very talented live performers. 
great. They've got music that translates really well from live to recorded. You know, it can kind of traverse yeah. both. Sometimes you get bands that are good live, sometimes you get ones that are good recorded. Oh, but I need to try catching Yeah, definitely worth seeing live. Sweet. But yeah, taking it back to the, the Singer Songwriter Award, which we kind of. Oh, yeah. We went on a tangent away from yeah, that. Yeah, this is it, though. These are the podcast, you know? <laughs> yeah. You've got to go on a tangent then again. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, Singer Songwriter. Um, I want to ask about the, the show itself because I saw the video of you performing the two songs. Uh huh. How, how was that? How was that? Because you, you looked quite calm and collected. Yeah. You? Yeah. I, I was, man. I was really excited. I'd played St. Luke's before for an Ignite showcase, but of course, a very different um, setting for the BBC. You know, they had these cameras, the lights on. It just was so professional. Grand piano on the stage. It filmed really well. Filmed so well. It sounds amazing. Um, you know, it's live, being, being live radio, that's pretty, that's obviously quite. Did that go out live? You don't know actually. I think. Or did it go on the radio though? Oh, maybe it just got. I, I don't know. I was that was a genuine. I think it was live. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, it was live on radio. I think, because um, I had a few pals listen to it, and it was great. It was just such a nice night, uh, and yeah, I got a photo with Ricky Ross from one of my favorite bands, Deacon Blue. So that was cool. Uh, I've seen them live before. Yeah, they? they're playing. They're doing a stadium tour in Scotland next year. Playing. Because I know they're doing the P and J, and they're a show playing a show. That's quite a big jump. P and J is twelve thousand five. I know, and then Hall. I don't, I don't quite understand that either. They sold Usher Hall out. Have they? I'm asking. They must. I don't know. Shoot. I think mm. I've got tickets. I think I'm going to go see them. I saw them at the castle a couple of years ago. They were amazing. Just great songs. Is that in Linlithgow? Nah, Edinburgh Castle. All oh, right, I seen them in Linlithgow Castle. Oh, <laughs> done a ca- that's a castle tour. Yeah, I've very Scottish. Must enjoy their castle. Yeah, um, <laughs> but it's it's just like awesome night. Um, and so, again, as you said, it's filmed so well, so it's good to have yeah. that to show people. And it's on iPlayer. Yeah, it's on iPlayer. So go and nice. check it out now. Gus Hallower on iPlayer, BBC iPlayer. <laughs> I got a bit Irish there for a moment. <laughs> <I did. laughs> go and check out Gus Hallower on BBC iPlayer. Uh, what other um, artists are you listening to in the Scottish scene at the moment? Who yeah, I'm listening to? I'm going to get my phone out and have a look at my Spotify and see if, what I've been on the Scottish scene. I've got. I'm, so I'm at uni with a bunch of artists. Who um, all plays in your band? Because all your band have... Yeah, they've all got their band. different projects. So, I'll name, I'm going to name check them all. So on the drums, on the old pots and pans, we've got Magnus Crammers, who plays in a band called Ill-Fitting Thoughts. That's a good name for a band. It is. You should tell them that, because I think they want to change it. So, Ill-Fitting Thoughts with my guitarist, Connell Mooney, who's been a best friend for years. So Magnus and Connell are in the band together. Then on the bass, we've got Aaron Carroll, who is... The sort of uh, founder of Aero 404 Club Nights, and she put stuff on in like Glasgow and Edinburgh. They they do like do they do fashion and stuff as well. I don't know. Maybe they do t-shirts. I think I've they do t- they've yeah, got some t-shirts yeah. coming out. Um, she's awesome, great bassist and great gal. She's good fun, um, and her club nights are amazing, man. She's blown up. She's doing so well, um, and it's really cool to see taking over Edinburgh and Glasgow, which is nice. Indeed. Um, it's like mad electronic music though. It's pretty heavy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think you'll maybe saying that. Uh, and then I got Robin on Robin Smith on sort of acoustic guitar and backing vocals, and she's got her own project called Rab R A B, which is country rock, blues, Americana stuff, and I play keys in that band as well. Check out the single on Spotify. How many bands do you play? I feel, I feel there's been a few that have been. I, I, I do just a wee session stuff, but uh, yeah. 
Our Flight on Spotify. That is Rab's single. And then finally, the new, newest addition to the band, Dexter Fawcett on the keys oh, from the 101. God, Dexter was playing in your band. Yeah, good old Dexy on the one, from the 101. Dexter. Uh, Someone said good last night. Aye. And yeah, so it's a nice wee band. They're very good. Got a nice collection of different. Yeah, different different styles, and because everyone else likes different stuff, it probably works quite well. Yeah, know? it's cool. It's good, and um, you, you are a workman is only as good as his tools, and thankfully mine are. You got you got some alright tools. You got some alright tools in that band. Cut the tools. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a big tangent. I don't know what I'm doing there. Uh, Scottish artist. That's what we're going for, wasn't it? Scottish artist. You said you were going to get your phone off at this spot. Oh yes. Oh, I did. Yes, I was saying that. So, so I'm at uni. So, apart from all those guys in the band, um, I'm loving Matthew Alexander's single. I've not heard him. He is, is a he new from? a new artist. He is from Kilmarnock. So farthest is not from Kilmarnock. Is it? Uh, it's Kilmarnock. Yeah. Yeah, I'm double checking. Um, but, oh, I don't know. I'm Fanson. Kilmarnock based, aren't they? I f- or from there. I feel it. Now that I've said that, I'm starting to doubt myself. But I hey, feel don't like, let me doubt you. I don't, I'm I not feel sure. I feel like might have been. I feel like you'll be clued Kilmarnock. up on this morning. Oh, we're Fatherson Motherwell. Oh. oh, tricky. LaFontaine's a Motherwell, I think. They're definitely Motherwell. I know that. But. I quite like the LaFontaine's. They're a band that do some. They're interesting. I yeah, I like them. I saw them live actually, Lemon Tree and Aberdeen back in. June and he's an incredibly charismatic frontman on mm-hmm. stage and the way he got that crowd going yeah I, I've not seen many others like that he's also I did that when I did Hit the Road a few years ago they put on a couple of writing workshops before it and Carol was one of the guys that came and wrote with us and it was all he's a great guy lovely how, lovely dude how was he songwriting wise then because he's obviously writing for rap how yeah he's writing a lot so it was lyric based I can't remember totally what we did with him but really cool and we just played a bunch of songs with each other and that was good fun that was a few years ago now Scottish artist. So Matthew Alexander's just released a new single, which is banging. And on that song, singing, doing vocals is Berta Kennedy, who's supporting me at the Biscuit Factory. Not supporting, uh, playing as well at the Biscuit Factory. And she's awesome. She's got some cool songs out at the moment. I'm on a course with Alana Moore as well, who's a brilliant artist. She was just in New York doing, she'd won like the Quake competition, Quake, I think it was pronounced. Uh, something to do with the Prince Street Gardens re re. Do. Oh, I saw this actually. Yeah, was it? It was like famous a lot. Yeah, yeah. So she was over in New York doing us doing a few tunes with like Alan Cumming and Man. Katie Tunstall. Yes, very nice, very cool. Um, she's released a new single. Uh, my good friend Slester Desmond Johnson. Uh, his band is Slester. Amazing, like rap mixed with rock. Uh, the the they're so cool. Um, and he's got an album out. If I'm right, an album. Yeah, he's got an album out, and has he got an album? He's got an album on SoundCloud, but he's got a single on Spotify, and it's it's great. He's a really cool artist, so you should check out him. Those are that's what I'm listening to. You had quite a lot of gigs and stuff, or do you? you just... Do you want? Know I should I should be more into gigs, especially small gigs. I went to the Hit the Road gig the other night at Sneaky Pete's with Hector Shaw, Kate Kyle and Sophie Penman. And that was awesome. That was such a cool gig. Um amazing lineup. And it, they were just all so good. And I loved it. And, it, and, it, and then I sort of realised I need to do that more. Go to more shows. Yeah. I was at Sigrid last night. But again, it's quite bigger. It's a bigger gig. I think I like about Edinburgh, there's quite a lot of good... Like if you go to Sneaky Second <clears> on a, <throat> a weeknight, pretty much every 
every week, you know, a couple of weeknights, you've got a local artist doing a headline show. Yeah, Sneaky totally. Because I was at Magpie Blue. Yes. Week. Really good. Very good. She's doing well. She is. She's not, got some insane tunes. She's not playing in a big country. She might be. She's brought the Proclaimers, didn't she? Yeah, that's cool. She, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I saw that. She lives up the road, I think. Does she? I believe so. That's going to be really rare that I know that. I think I've just seen her kicking around Morningside. I've walked past a few fucking Morningside, actually. Yeah. Hey, it's a place to be, mate. <laughs> Says nobody ever. Nah. Morningside's a bit... Um... I think you come here to retire. Ooh. <laughs> That's a... Is that, I, I don't is that know. harsh to say? I don't know how I feel. I'm not the, the biggest fan of Morningside. Fair enough. I, I mean, I've born and raised. It's, it's, it's fine, but it's a... It's a certain community. Yeah. It's, That's um, all I'll say. I was in... Marquis this morning and there was some Marquis oh you are total morning side day that is you've turned well, full I, morning I was bringing I was bringing mince pies to you today I thought, I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not going to go to Tesco like I normally do and slum it I'm going to come here I'm going to get those I'm going to get, get some proper mince pies yeah and they were lovely with, man you can taste that class it was lovely <laughs> to be honest I think Tesco's are better to be perfectly honest I think <laughs> I I'll, I've I've balled up by trying to try to be someone that I'm not <laughs> Oh, what other uh, what other artists you discovered in 2019 out with Scotland? Because that's uh, do you ever get that uh, Spotify Wrapped? Yeah, you know, that, that must be coming out soon. I, I saw something about it. They tweeted or something the other day. Um, I think you can see how much music you've listened to this year. But yeah, the rap thing that'll be coming out. I love yeah. that. It's good. Well, I'm going to see what's been on my repeat because that's quite good. I like this new one they're doing on repeat. You seen that? Well, I'm gonna get mine out and have a. This is good. Your phone, by the way, you're getting your phone out. So for everyone who, <laughs> <laughs> so for everyone who uh, you can't see, it's two people taking out their phones on a on an audio medium and scrolling through this. Well, I have Copa's albums at the top. Infancy by the Ninth Wave. You know, I've listened to a lot lately, actually. What? Calvin Harris's second album. Oh, interesting. What one was it? Ready for the weekend. Is that artwork? Is that I see it? The one? Yeah, that was a good album. Came out ten years ago and still sounds like it could come. Could come out now. I've been listening to, well, Bon Iver's new album. Probably my I've, highlight. I've never, you've been I've, sleeping on them. I'm. I've never managed to. I can understand that's fair, and I don't know why. I I love. I don't know why I'm such a big. Fan Everyone of I speak to seems to love. I know Dexter loves Bon Iver. Huge cult following, man. They're great. Even against cult love, they're playing the hydro. That's not. That, that's, that's true. Not, that's yeah, not anymore. Cult not anymore. <laughs> I mean, it definitely used to be. Um, are they self-produced as well? No. They've well, they're on. Are they still on Jaguar? Jaguar. Because I know Japanese house went over to his cabin really? to do her album. I think. Oh, did that? That's cool. Or it was either writing or recording. I can't remember. He he. I think he produces a lot of it with a couple others. And um, there's a great article on Sound on Sound about like the, the new album because it sounds. It's just the, the like the aesthetic of it is so different sort of anything that's out there it's quite dirty and there's a lot of artifacts and it's really cool I, I love it I have listened to some like is, is, this is Bon Iver is it, is, it a, is it a band or is it one guy because in Spotify it's, it seems to be billed as one guy yeah well Justin Vernon is this main guy but I think they there's a it's a band now yeah. in videos and interviews they, they've got band members right. I think his, his idea was that it's always just whoever he's working with is Bon Iver. Ah, okay, okay. You know what I mean? I feel like people are going to listen to this podcast and think, who is this uneducated clown? Yeah. He doesn't have a clue who Bon, bon Iver are, or who Bon Iver is. Well, it was like me were trying to talk about politics earlier. I mean, that didn't go very well. <laughs> we, we swayed away from that one. <laughs> we did. I'm glad you did. 
Do you ever uh, get quite into like artists' histories and kind of into their backstory and quite obsessed and read a lot about them? Or are you kind of hmm. straight away from that? That's a good question. I think if it's an interesting one, somebody like Justin Vernon is very interesting because he went through, I believe, he went through like a huge breakup and like recluded, recluded, is that a word? That possibly. Mm, went to a cabin in the woods. He was a recluse. Recluse, yeah. That's what I was trying to get to. And in the cabin in the woods with like a couple mics, Pro Tools, an iMac and he just recorded his first album on his own. Uh, I put it up on I think it was was it like MySpace or and it just got really big. So when was the first up my when was the first album out? Oh god. Oh eight or nine? That's not too long ago. I might be making that up. Um I suppose that's ten years. It's still some of his you know, biggest stuff. I think they re released it. For him did they two eight oh eight for him I forgot about and he won a he won a Grammy for it, I think. What? Yeah, yeah. He's like he's been nominated for record of the year as well for this new one. Oh, I did see some people yeah, which saying it was Someone I was reading an interview with said it was one of their favourite albums of all time. It's the last one. Gee, really? Wow. I mean, it's good. I don't think I was called my favourite album of all time. What would you say is your favourite album of all time? Uh, while we're on the subject. Uh, uh, maybe, I will say, maybe their second last album, 22 Million. Yeah? Loved that album, yeah. When did that come out? That came out in 2016, if I'm right. I remember I was going to uni, like one of the first lectures I had, and it came out on the Friday, and my lecture was like 10. On the way up to uni, I listened to the whole thing because it's quite short. He only ever does like sort of ten track albums, and it was like half an hour long. I listened to the whole thing, and oh, I just fell in love with it. It was like amazing. The stuff he did on it was so cool, short but very whole at the same time. Like it feels like an album. Oh, know. so yeah, he's nailed an album. I think that's he knows what an album is. Totally, man. It's I lo- I lo- yeah. I just feel like the stuff for any mood. I think that's the thing. He's got songs for any mood, and he says he's he's been saying the stuff for the last this last one. It was. Seasonal, so what season? this season was I think autumn. I think I I was autumn. Um, that reminds me about Coldplay's album where it's sunrise and sunset. Yeah, I was still need to, I really need to listen to that. I'm going to do that when you go. I my, my thing with Coldplay is I love the first three albums. Everything after that is maybe got a couple songs in the album that I'm I like, but I'm right. not the biggest fan of them as albums. Okay, and this is the first one since those first three albums that I'm like. All of them. Love, like, love this. This is good. Really? Okay, cool. Because it, it, it feels, it's an album. Like, there's a lot of, yeah. it's, it's interesting. They just go through quite a lot of genres on it. And, I mean, production-wise, Coldplay, even if I'm not the biggest fan of those albums in between, production-wise, that was insane. Aye, aye. Same with Kanye, even with his new oh. stuff that isn't as good. It's it's interesting, but it's... I've got, yeah, I've got a bit of Kanye stuff that he released. That was, I like that. The, I preferred the, actually, I preferred the... The gospel album, the new one, to mm-hmm. the two albums that came. What Life before. of Pablo? No, I like Life of Pablo, but it was the the kids see ghosts and. Do you not like? Oh, I see. I I like, like, I, I, there's not a Kanye album that I dislike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like the last albums before it, kids see ghosts Fair enough. and what was the other one? Yay, yay. They were both good. Oh, I was like, but, a wee, was that quite? That was a short album, wasn't it? So it's a new one. New one's like twenty six minutes, twenty eight yeah. minutes. I really like the Life of Pablo. That's a fascinating album. It's pretty mad. Especially towards its kind of tail end. It's, mm-hmm. it's very good. Uh, I totally forgot he released stuff, actually. I think it was because, again, he said it was coming out and then it just didn't come out. <laughs> it came out later that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, it was because they tweaked it on the day. He went in and changed the... It's amazing that it can be that quick, isn't it? It's he... Just... You can if you can, you. Yeah. Hey, good saying. Get that on a t-shirt. You can if you can, you. Can spelled with a K. How long will that 
saying be um, accurate for until he, he until he says he something feels outrageous like, again. He feels like someone who is almost uncancelable, though. He should have Ooh, been big statement. He should have been cancelled for a lot of the stuff he said, and he's got through it. I don't know. I don't know how. how. Everyone and everyone sees this, the Instagram Sunday service thing. It's like, oh, he's amazing. He's, he's a great artist, but he's a total fanny. He's a borderline terrible. Not even actually. No, he's not bo- <laughs> not borderline terrible person. He is an awful person. He is a horrendous human being. But he's an incredible artist. Yeah, I I would go as far as say he's probably a genius and is musical. But then I've spoken to this before. How closely are genius and insanity linked? Because he seems to be riding that line. I don't think we've got time for that one. Today. <laughs> I've only got a few left. Don't, don't worry, guys. Um, what would you say fuels you creatively? What? When did you actually? When did you? Fir- when you feel like you were first creative? Like in terms of you, was it always something that was there from a young age? No, I did. I think I started writing when I was fourteen, fifteen. Remember the first song I had to write was at my first gig I played. At Cavall, supporting my cousin's band, Acrylic, who are another great Scottish band. Um, and I had a loop pedal and a guitar. I was trying to do the whole Ed Sheeran thing. Um, How did that work out? Yeah, not very well. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to write a song for it. So I wrote my first song. And I think I just really enjoyed it. And I enjoyed writing. And it's a great, it's a great outlet. Um, but in terms of being creative... I think I've always tried to be a bit inventive when even if I do covers and stuff because uh, I used to play covers all the time and just trying to make them a bit different I think that's a creative thing uh, apart from that though I mean you know I can't draw <laughs> I, I'm not a very good cook so things like that I'm not creative in however music I can be wow. that didn't really answer your question did it nah but it's fine <laughs> <laughs> You also got Biscuit Factory coming up as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Must be Push this. I thought, yeah, I thought we'll, we'll round off on the Biscuit Factory to remind everyone 14th nice. December. 14th December with special guests Teak and Berta Kennedy. And I've got a good friend coming at the start as well to do a few songs. But that's a secret. I'm really excited for that. We did that a few years ago. And it's an amazing space. You can kind of do what you want with it. So we're getting the stage, we're getting the sound, the lights, and just going to make it something a bit different. Biggest show yet? Um, I don't know how big it's, we'll, we'll see how many folk turn up and then, and then decide but in terms of production yeah it yeah. can be because I think I, I could have done you know a show at the like, Masha or something and at a great venue I feel like you can only do so much with it and if you yeah. kind of want to get shy away from things like curfews and you do have that horrible direct stage times and so it's make it factory quite flexible. In yeah, that moment, regard, yeah. I, yeah. So it's basically like my venue for the day. I can nice. kind of do what I want with it, you know, which is great. Um, so we're gonna have fireworks and pyrotechnics, <laughs> indoors, sparklers. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Um, but yeah, things like getting the lights in that's gonna be fun because I've got a great friend Charlie doing the lights, and he's you know just make it look cool and something a bit different, you know. Stage production just does so much. I saw Jaws the other night at the Mash mm. House. What their they do? kit that they bring with them just their lighting setup is just insane is they have a massive almost like a a neon sign behind them but I mean huge like the wall there not wow very, not very good for podcasting but the wall there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from at the top of the camera to the bottom of there probably about two, describe, two meters maybe describe to the listeners yeah two meters a meter and a half a it's that like wall. tall sign 
that says Jaws. That's cool. Massive behind them on the stage. Fills the whole length of the stage. Nice. And then they have these things that light reflected off of. Almost like cubes. Made up of individual cubes and all the lights reflect. It was insane. And another one, Man Moon. Another band who have got an incredible live setup. They've got the visual stuff, don't they? It just adds so much to their music. Yeah. It does. It works. I'm actually doing an acoustic show in the studio. um, The studio at Potter Row in February. So I'm going to do an acoustic set and then a band set. It's going to be like a nice sit down. Yeah classy affair but I'm going to try to do some visuals and things there just to try and make it a bit more interesting yeah. um, but uh, Biscuit Factory 14th get your tickets at glassharrower.com <laughs> we'll round off we'll take it back to near enough to start okay to finish up oh nice full circle favourite Elton John song favourite <laughs> I should have said favourite Coldplay song that would have been more full circle but favourite Elton John song because we spoke about him like yeah favourite Elton John song Man, I think for me, it's probably uh, Benny and the Jets. Can't go wrong with Benny and the Jets. I do like you? Benny and the Jets. Rocketman's good as well, though. Right, mm, I'm going to stick with my guns. I'm going to say Benny and the Jets. You know what, go Rocketman, because that's the one that everyone yeah, knows. Come on. Yeah. Benny and the Jets. Benny and the Jets, good Saturday night song. Saturday night's all right for fighting with. Yeah, well, okay. That's a pretty good Friday night song. (laughs) (laughs) Benny and the Jets is a song for any day of the week. Any day of the week. Yes, I agree. Just like Gus Arrow's music. There we go. Nailed it. That's a good idea. There we go. Thank you, Rick. Thank you very much, Gus, for taking time. Thanks for having me. It was a nice chat. I enjoyed that. That was good fun. Time flies when you're having fun. I know. We've done an hour. We should have had another mince pie. (laughs) Do you have another mince pie? (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) All right. Cheers, everyone. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.